0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Frank, as always, joined by my co-host, AJ. How are you tonight?
1: Hey, hey,
0: guys. Uh, Again, we are back to discuss uh, The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 15, titled The Believer. Um, We have one more. Um, If you've you checked out last week's episode. We had a surprise episode in in between where Disney just like dumped a whole bunch of news on us, Lucasfilm, Pixar, Marvel, everything. Um, so go check that out. And a lot of that will tie into, uh, to Mandalorian. Um, and and what's going to come for the future. We do have confirmation that Mandalorian season three will be out next Christmas, 2021, but, we have this episode to discuss first hell yeah um as we know with this show we've got a lot of like setup episode like relief I mean it, when you have your penultimate unless you're Game of Thrones it's usually gonna be a setup for a big finale it, and this again that's the
1: model they're throwing together here yeah and, and you it's know, not what we know from Game of Thrones no and but
0: Game of Thrones was kind of like the first to Maybe the only, really, to do that. Anyway, um, it's uh, a series of side quests is the season, is the show. (laughs) Sure. one overarching thread. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. But but it is getting much – this season has been much more streamlined after, like, you know, the second or third episode. Things have been flowing episode to episode with a, a clear plot in mind and goal. Um, so, you know, with that, with this show, it's hard to to talk about without talking spoilers. Is there anything that you want to say before we throw up the spoiler warning?
1: I just will say that, um, Bill Burr is an amazing comedian and he's doing an amazing job, uh, playing Mayfeld on screen in this TV show. His acting chops are a hundred percent there it's interesting to me that somebody who I'm sure reviles all that is Star Wars like Bill Burr the comedian uh you know is ama- is able to be so awesome in the Mandalorian a Star Wars property. Uh and I think that all I want to say is I'm so glad that uh they included him that his character enriches the universe and that it really uh lends it Itself to what we would say some good talky-talky moments mm-hmm. that uh, make for very exciting uh, filmmaking without all of the you know the the crazy special effects that we see throughout the the Mandalorian TV show, which we we kind of expect. You know, we kind of let the drama and the written element of what happens episode per episode kind of fall. I would say definitely second or, you know, sometimes even third to what's going on to say, hey, man, this is less as important, you know, the overall, you know, uh, discussion portion of the show as to the plot or characters or moving around. Um, sorry, everybody. ZB is texting us during the podcast. That's, that's uh, not normal. <laughs> oh, he watched. Yeah. He finally watched the episode. <laughs> The lead guitarist of Long Austria's podcast looms large in our minds at all times. Uh, Wait, hold on. Can we go back to something? So, you think that Bill Burr hates Star Wars? I'm sure that Bill Burr, in his day to day life, is not a big Star Wars guy. I, I kind of feel like
0: he's your cousin that lo- like, ha- like likes the original trilogy. Probably has seen the prequels, and like, will will like go and talk to you about it. like if you ask him. it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah but like definitely hasn't seen like anything new or if he's seen anything new, he hates it, you know, (laughs)
1: like, (laughs) no, that's actually a great, a great point. We don't know. That's a big deal. I would be interested to see, uh, some kind of interview or podcast with Bill Burr saying like, yo man, you're in star Wars. Now, what do you think about this? Yeah. Uh, because I don't think that's really out there and I don't know if there's an opinion out there All I know is I know Bill Burr (laughs) and like (laughs) Bill Burr is a fantastic, amazing comedian. Who's uh, it was so awesome to see him host SNL this year. Yeah. Uh, It would have been amazing to see him in regular non Corona times where he could have gotten the reception that New York city would have celebrated that whole weekend. Like the comedy scene would have celebrated, oh my God, it's Friday night before Bill Burr is on sNL. Oh my God, it's five o'clock Saturday night before Bill Burr is going to be on sNL. What's going to happen then? It would have been a whole thing. But to have him do it, and he was so good and and such a, uh, a, a he's such an amazing foundational element of modern comedy that to see his character portrayed in this way, to have, uh, this kind of conversation to lay in these almost last Jedi, dare I say, elements within the Mandalorian that it's not about a specific hero's journey, but about everybody's hero's journey. Yeah. Like he's, he's, it was just awesome. So yeah, beyond spoilers, like that, that's the one thing I want to say here. I hope that uh, in the future, uh, Mayfeld pops back up again. If this was a uh, a two and do, I understand. I get it. I feel you. But, like, come on, uh, Mr. Burr. Think of the money that you could be making <laughs> being in Star Wars as this cool, well, badass, hilarious person. Not to mention a great advocate for the bald community. I mean... <laughs> Think about the bald community at large. We have our main heroes. We have Larry David, right? He's a big guy. He's a big acolyte. You know, we had Louis. Louis, we had to kind of underplay for a couple of years. Now we can kind of, you know, start to reminisce about the good times and the bad, you know. But Bill Burr, he's he's a card-carrying member, and he really <laughs> sells uh, kind of this bald image of toughness and this masculinity that uh even people like George Carlin would say like, you know, fucking you don't shave your head when you're, you know, losing your hair, like wait till you're totally bald. Fuck you. That's <laughs> it, stupid. It, the fact that they um,
0: still have they didn't solve male pattern baldness in the Star Wars universe is like
1: yeah, you can't. <laughs> all right, it's unsolvable. All right, no matter Mini Chlorians is going to fix this
0: shit. You know, they've got that and all the amazing technology, but their targeted computers still look like they're from <laughs>
1: 1975. We got CRT monitors yeah. back up in the fucking yeah. shit. They've got That's got how fucking we're people. But they have got fucking holograms,
0: but when they shoot, <laughs> it looks like arcade uh, Atari. Oh man totally.
1: Yeah, it's it's goofy. So yeah. that's as much as I could say. Thank <laughs> you, Bill Burr. Let's get on to the plot and the shit, which is what we're all here to talk
0: about. Alright, spoilers now. Okay, so the plot of this episode, um, which was kind of teased up in at the end of last week, um Dinjarin went to Cardoon to uh she wants he wanted to track down Mayfeld, who was imprisoned after last season's um, prison break, and to in order to have him crack the imperial code to find Moff Gideon on this other planet, and um, I guess I just did the plot game, but I, I set it up and then I basically just <laughs> no, <did
1: it. laughs> dude, no, I wait, um, yeah, I guess you just did. <laughs> okay, yes, they All they, right. they Let have it to. Go.
0: They join up with Boba Fett and Fennec Shan and Cara Dune. They go to this planet to break into this facility. It's very Star Wars, very A yeah. New Hope. Like it, It's been done many, many a time. Um, but, you know, it, it's interesting. A lot of interesting things happened, and we're I'm very excited about the finale. i um, sad that it's the finale because I want to keep watching Star Wars every week. Did I miss it? It
1: was fun.
0: (laughs) It was fun. So Boba Fett's got a paint job.
1: Yeah. What what do you think about this? The internet is torn. Torn in
0: half. I thought it was cool because it's like, you know, he's been off in, you know, five years. He finally got it back. Somebody else wore it. Like, you're going to clean it up a little bit. You're going to give it a nice, fresh paint job. All the other Mandalorians have nice, fresh paint jobs. Like, yeah, I mean, he's a bounty hunter, and he's, like, going job to job. He's going to get a little dinged up. I think, like, I think before the end of the show, like, we'll see it get a little messy again. It's not going to be perfect. Like, it's not going to be Mando shiny every week. Like, you know, Mando is going back to his ship. He's going to get his rag out, and he's going to wipe it down. Like... (laughs)
1: Yeah, he's very diligent about his cleaning, you know, like he's got a regiment and everything. My main thing is I love the matte finish from Boba. Yeah. Like everybody else has got the shiny, you know, it's got the reflective, you know, and that and, th- and that's fucking with the fucking cameras, you know. He got Let a Boba spray paint Fett can. have this nice matte finish <laughs> that like works and and kind of rocks. I-, I dig also the new outfit. Um I'm down. I just wanna see more tomorrow Morrison just like fucking shit up. And like the idea that he was flying slave one and riding around and that we're on like the slave one porn. Allah the the Death Star porn in Rogue One, the Slave One porn in the The Believer episode chapter fifteen. I mean, holy shit! <laughs> like, yeah, just like sitting there stroking, you know? Oh god damn! I mean, the the, the, the charge, seismic charges, the seismic charges.
0: Like, oh my god, <laughs> jumped and screamed. I'm like, that was awesome.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And, and like, he drops it out, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit. And I finally had the sound system to be like, fuck, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like it just that rules, yeah uh, I- I'm so in, yeah,
0: and it's cool. I mean, i I understand why he was the the getaway driver, as it were, yeah, um, but like, yeah, to have him do more, we got like really awesome action last week with him, so like, I- I'll forgive it, um, knowing that there'll probably be a bit more to come, um, but yeah, so like, this episode set up. They, they're they going to this planet. I don't remember. Mor- Morak, I think. It's not Morag Morak. from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs>
1: no, totally not. That's um, way different. Don't you understand?
0: And th- so they're – they basically, they have to break into this facility um, that is refining something. I, I, I forgot what it was called already. But it, it's very important to – to the It's a P
1: word, right? Uh, It's like a polyaxium or something.
0: uh, Making, I'm making things up again.
1: I Um, liked the coaxium from Solo. hmm. Why couldn't we have just stuck with coaxium? They don't need more elements in Star Wars. Yeah. Oh,
0: Rhydonium. 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 Um, And so that, I think, I think what they were implying is that, you know, having a lot of that was going to help them revitalize the empire and, uh, you Know build more ships and dot 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 to the first order cheapers, um, but so they have to break into this facility. Um, but in order to do that, they have to decide who's going in. Dune can't go in, she's a new republic marshal. Uh, Fennec Shand is wanted, um, yeah. So Mayfeld is definitely going in, he is ex imperial, so he's fine. And uh, our boy Dinjarin, obviously. Boba Fett can't go in. They know who he is. <laughs> he <worked> so <laughs> I just
1: want to say, like, Filoni says Mando. Filoni calls him Mando. I hate it. I hate it. I know you hate it, but he says Mando. He also says that's...
0: Baby Yoda, but and I hate that too.
1: <laughs> but he had to. That like that's like the genius of Dave Filoni. Imagine if he had gotten so upset at people calling him Baby Yoda. Like that would have been so bad for the brand to have like this like the the new nerdy dude that we all have to love and embrace like hated the way his character was interpreted and he couldn't deal with it and like that's like that's why I love Filoni so much like because like if you love him so much
0: why don't you marry him why don't you watch his shows.
1: I would ma- I would marry him. I, d- dude, if I could watch these Clone Wars shows, I would. The problem is they're animated, and I'm watching them, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then I fall asleep, and I'm like four episodes deep when I wake up. I'm like, where where are we? And all of a sudden, there's the Moidians and Mon Calamari, and I don't know what's happening. I understand. Um, um yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I, I man, calling him Mando, whatever. I just think when you've got a lot of Mandalorians around, like
1: yeah, what but, where do they? But refer there's to... only been one Mandalorian this season. But
0: like, what do they call? It? Like Boba Fett calls him hey, Mandalorian. Like that just doesn't make sense. Like, what's your name, kid? Like I don't I'm know.
1: sure that they have that conversation when they're peeing or something, right? Yeah, I guess bodily fluids. <laughs> Go check it out on YouTube. Andrew Sherman. Um...
0: <laughs> But so so basically, he has to take off his armor and put on stormtrooper armor, or not like yes. not the I, iconic stormtrooper armor, but a brand, an offshoot version. Um, I loved
1: this plot.
0: That's great. It's so good. i was it's like, oh so man, good. he's doing it.
1: <laughs> it's so good. So he so they land on this stupid planet that's like imperial controlled, and he they're like, all right, we got to take over this juggernaut like tram thing. And he's like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love that part of this of Din Djarin's character that he's like, I'll do anything for Grogu. I'll Aww, do anything for Baby Yoda.
0: It's so cute.
1: That's how I feel. That's how I feel about you. Aww. That's how I feel about my, the, about my wife, about my friends. Our puppies. Like, <laughs> about my, Einstein, for sure. But also my children's. Like... <laughs> I I will I will kill for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I and the crazy I do not thing care.
0: is that here in this episode because they are in disguise, we inadvertently root for the empire and root against the 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 people of this planet that are are probably like in some form of a rebellion, like, right? Like he, he says yes. oh pirates, but like you see that village they drive through, like they they might have been doing something to, you know, fight the empire, not and and do something better for themselves, and, it, and like we have to root against them. It's weird, but because we need, like, Mando needs to get Grogu back, and that's what we care about.
1: Do you think Ryan Johnson is sad at the level of subversion that is happening in this episode? <laughs> like, like it's just awesome. Like, the, they're like, no, 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 you gotta, we have to get to the Imperial base, period. Yeah. That has to happen. So, whatever has to happen to get there, you're going to be rooting for. But that also brings in kind of how Mando has gotten used to how awesome his best car armor is. Yeah. And that when you go toe to toe with, you know, just general, you know, bet you know, badass dudes in the galaxy. The the, the plastic armor. They're going to fuck up your fucking uh, stormtrooper armor for sure.
0: Yeah. And obviously not even just the, the armor itself, but the helmet and his identity, like he, like, uh, which is pretty cool. I I had a feeling we were going to see his face this episode after uh, the beginning. And, uh, you know, he relies on that being behind the mask. uh, And, you know, this is like him putting on a mask, right? Seeing his face like Totally. And um he he just clams up and he doesn't know what to say to this uh imperial moff or
1: whatever he is. So I so I think the best captivating part of this episode is when uh you know, I mean, and we've already done spoilers like uh so we have to get to this imperial terminal on this planet which is in the uh high end can't you know canteen yeah for the imperial officer's, officers.
0: officers canteen i'd say
1: yeah. so you have to go in and then you can use the imperial terminal and because bill burr's character uh mayfeld seems to know the main general inside the main bad dude uh dinjarin goes in and then he pops off his uh Stormtrooper helmet to use the terminal to find out the coordinates of Moff Gideon. Uh, This is an amazing, intense, valuable character scene. This is something that's earned. And, uh, like, amazing on Pedro Pascal. Like, I'm even thinking back to when we knew Pedro Pascal as the Viper. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't get enough of that guy. You know what I mean? And now you don't really – I understand – the level of uh, intensity that Pedro Pascal has over this character because the voice that he lends to him and the way that this character acts and behaves is his. And, like, he should have some ownership over that. Mm -hmm. And it's super awesome of him to have that, like, to not have given up and said, like, I can't, in you know, enact what I want to do and be who I am. Like, that's awesome. I'm super excited to see him in Wonder Woman. But besides yeah. the point, like, he's executing his character in a really amazing way. And when he takes off the mask and you feel him emoting throughout that entire sequence with Mayfeld and the badass general guy, like, it's just a really tense, incredible tension s- scene that played out differently than how I would have expected this episode to kind of go. And I loved it, yeah. And I felt all the empathy for Pedro Pascal for Din Jar and the Mandalorian, while you're watching Bill Burr like just digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper.
0: Well, and it's like it's amazing because, the, as much as I I love the the element of what Pedro Pascal is doing, like Bill Burr, like as Mayfeld, like you see this arc that he went through from last season where it's like, come on, Mando, take your take off your helmet. Let, Let me see your eyes. And like, you know, joking with him the entire way in. And like, it's really more comfortable if you take your helmet off. Like, I think he like finally like respects him a little bit and is like, Oh shit. Okay. He did it. And like, I never saw your face. Right. Um, and he improvises and, and gets them, uh, you know, to the table. Like they're, they're, they're making their way, but, Of course it's not going to – they're not going to just walk out of there.
1: Um, No, for (laughs) sure. And and, and when you're at the table, there's a certain point when Bill Burr is talking about this specific battle, and you're like, oh, shit.
0: Operation Cinder.
1: Cinder from the video game.
0: From Battlefront 2, also in – the Shattered Empire comic book, which I have on my shelf over there.
1: Uh, so, but this the is Battlefront like Two is of... Battlefront Two was one of my favorite video game playthroughs of my whole life, my whole life, Frank. That's great. Really, I, that...
0: I, I wish I played it.
1: Oh my god! This is why the there's other systems than Nintendo, my friend.
0: I know, but it's like it's money and it's time. Okay, I've got so many Shh.
1: games that I gotta finish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Operation Cinder is like the Reverse Order 66, though. So, But what I we're...
1: was playing as this badass chick, and I was fighting the, the fucking rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Uh, Let's listen.
0: explain for, to the people what it is. Um, yeah.
1: So it's
0: basically after um, Emperor Palpatine is thrown down the shaft by Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. Uh... <laughs>
1: um,
0: he had, like planned for something like this. In case in the inevitable moment of his death, um, what would happen would be these high-ranking imperial officers have certain directives um, basically to shed the fat of the empire to uh, keep the strong parts and and basically re-birth themselves, like which we eventually see as the First Order, Um, And that plays out in the game, in the book. And one of the main places they attack is Naboo, which we know. Um, And this other place, uh, what's the planet in the game? Burning something? Whatever. (laughs) Burning Man. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of really a cool nod in that this is a huge moment. Like we see, uh, even if you don't know those aspects, you see – um, Mayfeld's like reaction to it, and like, yeah, you killed all these people. Like, what, what good was it? Their families, like, all, all these people that are dead now, and it's like for the Empire. Um, so you get it. It, it was a, a huge thing that happened, and probably, you know, the 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 icing on the cake for him that was like, I I, I can't go forth being an imperial officer anymore, or, or or I forget what his his role is, but he wasn't. He was in the Empire, and uh, he kind of has his redemption arc here. Like, obviously, he gets to kill the guy, (laughs) but, you know, ultimately blows up the Rhydonium plant as kind of a, like, fuck you to the Empire. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you mentioned, like, having him pop up again. Yeah, sure, he can come up again in Mando, but he could show up in this new show on Disney Plus, uh,
1: Rangers of the New Republic. Definitely. But I think the the main thing we're like underscoring here, maybe we haven't given enough time to, is the trace sequence uh between the cruiser that they apprehend and these pirates that they're fighting against. Like it's it's just absolutely awesome. And Mando's just fighting these dudes off and the the PVC that we saw was shattering in the previous episode with Boba Fett, like it's on a whole new level in this one and you see like just I don't know man I I'd love I, I like the action in this episode I'm super glad the way they shot it and did it it's super it totally felt like Star Wars and uh yeah man like it it just rocked it rocked and and
0: I I like their escape from it all right like as soon as uh he pulled the trigger it's like okay shit's going down we gotta get out of here um, having Fennec and, and Cara Doonby, the, the snipers on the, on the top was very effective. Um, and obviously we were already gushed about Boba Fett. Um, yeah. it, I, I was a little worried about Mayfeld here. I was like, may you know, maybe he gets his redemption, but like, does he survive? But he does. Um, and, and they gave him his freedom. I just felt like it was weird for to, them to just leave him on this planet. Like. Where he was a little bit, where he just like caused all this ruckus, like maybe get him like a little far away so he doesn't like.
1: You'd think. (laughs) You'd think.
0: Um, but okay, then, the end of the episode, Mm. they're successful. They get the coordinates of of his his ship, or I guess maybe it's like, it's not like a tracking because obviously they have the ability to find the ship but also communicate with the ship. It's kind of unclear what they got, but right. He sends him a message, which is almost word for word. The message that Moff Gideon said to him in season one about the child, but it's all that more like emotional because we know the relationship that um, Din Djarin has with Grogu. And it's like, he means so much to me. He means more to me than you could ever imagine. And it's like, it's powerful. It's it's a really it's a really great moment to end on, um, and, and to tee up for the finale. Um, you know, th- it's this this show. Well, it's
1: become a new thing. You know, I think we were really all hedging on the idea that like maybe Grogu could go off and be with Ahsoka or be with Jedi, and that was going to be like the end of his storyline, and then we'd see Mandalorian play out from there. I don't think we were ready for the extension of the story of of the f- the father and son relationship, the different kind of family that uh, Mando and Grogu have together, and that's a whole new thing, and it's a big part of Star Wars that family is about who you make it, you know, and who's yeah. who's there with you, and this is a classic, but also very taken.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did see that too on the internet like I have a very particular set of Skittles <laughs> I'm he's gonna come you. and find you <laughs> I'm okay with that though because that's ultimately what we want right we want him to to go we want him to land on this thing like it's the fucking Death Star and bring his crew and we want to see bo show up and there's like this big battle and uh, and for him to get Krogu back like, I don't know. Like,
1: I-, I think something we haven't thought about for Mandalorian is the Red Wedding concept and that maybe they're setting up a season two with a very big cliffhanger that they want to bring out a kind of Red Wedding kind of story and and pop culture ripple that we haven't thought about them doing. Are they ambitious enough to do that kind of thing where they kill Din Djarin? Which is something I've seen a lot. I don't think so. That maybe we maybe we team up with Tamara more for season three. Uh
0: I I, I really as much as I, I think it's possible, I think Disney and Star Wars wouldn't do that. Um obviously Game of Thrones is, is a totally different element. But there are kids that watch the show. There are kids that like you know, Mando is, like, a hero to them, and um, I, I think if we're talking, like, the likelihood of characters dying, yeah, Boba, Boba Fett is way higher um, in, in sure. this property than, than it would be Mando, uh, but I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard to predict where things are going to go, like, I, I, as simple as it would be, like, yeah, they get him back, and Moff Gideon's still out there to fight another day feels a little like all right where is this going um i would like to think that a jedi pops up or a seed of of what's to come they, they've got to tease next season i mean the fucking last year ended with him with a dark saber like that's that's huge like they they got to do something as equal to that or or more um and you know i We've already had some some losses. We lost his ship. They they were separated. We didn't even see Grogu this week. Um,
1: so no, we did not. Yeah.
0: Um. So I'm excited about the finale. I'm hoping that it's longer. I feel like uh, there's a lot to wrap up, and if there's going to be a good amount of action, there needs to be a, a decent amount of time dedicated to it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: any any other thoughts?
1: No, oh, I'm kind of good.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think this was a great episode. Maybe not, like, the best or the peak of the season, but um, you can listen back to the other ones that we were gushing over. And um, But we're definitely satisfied with the season so far. Um, you know, Chapter 8 uh, or Chapter 16, Episode 8 of Season 2, comes out next Friday, this Friday. Um, and, and then we have to wait a year, and that's kind of sad. Um, but... We have a whole bunch of Marvel shows coming out on Disney Plus next year, which hopefully we'll get to talk about soon. Um, we've got Wonder Woman and all the other WB movies um, that we'll be dropping on HBO Max that we'll be talking about through 2021. Um, so the Long Lost Heroes podcast is not going anywhere. It's the end of the year. We hope you all have are having a happy Hanukkah. Uh, it's almost my birthday. It's almost Christmas. It's just we've got this big incoming snowstorm. So close. We're so close to being off. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, you can find us on iTunes uh, or Google Play or Stitcher or Spotify, Long Lost Heroes podcast. Please rate and review the podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on our website at www.longlostheroes.net. Uh, you can email us at info at uh, you can find us on the social medias at LLH Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm Frank. I'm AJ. And this is the way.